everyone. Welcome to episode 95 of the Brunch Ladies of Conchi Consignment. We are here to serve up the week. So hopefully everybody had a good week. Um, it is April 16th now. Um, yes, so April is in full sp swing. Spring is here. Things are blooming here in the Lehigh Valley. It's absolutely beautiful. Um yeah, so hopefully everybody is doing well. I have my cup of coffee here with me this morning to brunch. Uh, nothing fancy. <laughs> um, so different things we talked about this week and things that have been going on at Conchie Consignment. I was enjoying the spring pictures everybody shared of their yards and especially one of our customers, uh, their new puppy, Indiana who is just like to die for. Um, she sent a picture of the puppy wearing something she had purchased at Conchie Consignment, a cute little shirt tutu. Oh gosh, I can't even take it. I look at it and I get like tears in my eyes just from the overall cuteness. <laughs> Love it. Oh, I forgot to use my microphone today. Hopefully the sound is okay. I forgot to plug it in. Um, let me know in the comments if it's not. All right, so, oh, good morning, Lori. K&L Resale is in the house. Are you still vacationing, my friend? Um, thank you for joining us on our Insta Resale Therapy Live unboxing. That was a lot of fun. We do that Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern, and uh, we never know what we're going to unbox. This week was kind of cool. So we had a lot of uh, charity stuff going on through our Conchi Connects program this week. A lot of items were selling for uh, Fearless and for the Conchahawken Library, but you can check that out on social media and see the items that we sold on behalf of those accounts. But on the Insta Resale Therapy Live Unboxing, we got a very generous donation. Uh, it turned out to be clothing donation. We unboxed it on Insta Resale Therapy Live because coming up next week. So not this week, but the last week in April, we're going to be focusing on Fox sake. So it is our friend, dear friend, Sherry does a lot of work with um, Parkinson's research. And you're going to hear her story on brunch ladies live next week, or you can tune into the podcast after the fact. Uh, so she's going to join us next week. And we're going to be talking a lot about her story and the things she does. And it's so inspirational. And surely um, you will be able to relate, pass the information on to somebody in your life, uh, whether or not whether or not they are dealing with Parkinson's. Unfortunately, uh, a lot of us are in different aspects of our life, different family members, friends, uh, things like that. So you'll hear her story. And it is absolutely phenomenal the things she is doing and the things she is working to, toward and the way we are going to be able to support her. So yay. All right. So that's going to be a lot of fun. But to bring it back around on Insta Resale Therapy, we got to unbox some of the donations we got for the sale. And uh, these things will be available even before the sale. You'll see them uh, on our app and everything like that. So um, thank you guys for being there. That was a lot of fun. Uh, thank you all for the donations. This is going to be awesome. All right. <laughs> so that was pretty much like our what sold Wednesday. And I was just surprised, not surprised. I was 
heartened to see how many things that we were able to sell on behalf of our fundraising program this week, just as part of our normal business. I mean, some of them were our repeat customers that bought them. Some of them were brand new customers. It just, you never know. You never know. And um, sometimes you don't even know if you're buying something because we do all this behind the scenes. Uh, if you're purchasing something and it is supporting or it is on one of our charity accounts. Um, you know, if you're a repeat customer and I know you, I, I often will say, you know, thank you. Um, but some of our newer customers or people that are just purchasing stuff randomly online, they don't even know what's going on behind the scenes. So, um, pantyhose versus tights and are they obsolete that is the hard-hitting question we had this week on kanji consignment on our social media so i put up the question um do you still wear or when was the last time you wore pantyhose but i really really should have delved a little bit deeper into that because turns out there are a lot of people that haven't touched pantyhose in many, many years and have given them up. It is no longer a part of their life, but they still wear tights. And I think that tights and pantyhose are very, very different. The one exception to this was our friend Rosie, who wears, she does a lot of like uh, vintage lingerie, things like that. She's got a whole awesome aesthetic going on. Uh, so she says she does wear pantyhose. But she invests in, and I hadn't heard of these before, um, sheer techs because they don't get runners. I guess they're like run proof uh, pantyhose. So she can still have her whole aesthetic and not deal with the, run with the uh, runners in the stocking. So does anybody remember? And I remember doing this when I would wear pantyhose, which was quite often in the 80s and 90s. Uh, yeah, maybe into the aughts as well. I would have to carry a bottle of clear nail polish with me because I would always be putting my finger through the pantyhose or somehow getting a runner in them. Did you guys carry clear nail polish with you as well? Hello, Becky. Good morning. How are you doing today? <laughs> so were you a pantyhose wearer and did you carry a bottle of nail polish? So I'm, I'm off the pantyhose, right? But I love tights. So I think in the coming weeks, I'm going to have to ask another question and clarify uh, the difference between the two on our, on our uh, social media. So it was definitely an interesting discussion. And the, funnier, the funniest thing happened as soon as I posted that, wouldn't you know some random person off of our eBay site? I did get a lot of tights and pantyhose. I don't know, like maybe five packs, not tons, but five packs that I put up for sale. And as soon as I posted that, somebody random somewhere in the United States um, bought two pair. So, all right, people are still out there enjoying regular old pantyhose. All right, Becky doesn't miss them. I don't, I don't, I don't either. But I'm not going to be giving up the tights because when I have to dress up, uh, for those of you that know me, I pretty much live in black leggings. That is my thing. It's easy. It's, I love it. So that is my wardrobe staple, as my mom calls it, my uniform. But when I got to dress up, I'll swap that out. If I'm wearing a dress, I'll swap that out for some black tights. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm just that versatile. <laughs> um, all right. So yesterday, wait, yesterday? No, Friday, 
uh, Michelle uh, Shop Daisy Avenue and I took a trip because I am, when I say trip, I mean like 10 minutes up the road to one of our favorite shopping places, Snyder Second Chances. It's a consignment store and they do a lot of home goods, furniture, vintage. And we've rescued some items out of the free bin. So I've talked about this before. So when I go up to um, Snyder's, they have, when you first walk in, they have a free bin and you never know what you're going to find in that. And I challenge myself every time I go in there to at least get one thing out of the free bin. I consider it rescuing. That's my rescue work and sell it. So we got quite a few things. I mean, that free bin was really popping on Friday. So um, yeah, Michelle and I got some really cool stuff out of the free bin and we were shopping. So next week, I'm going to show you guys what, what I bought. Uh, I wasn't able to get the box or the, hmm, let's say fun chairs that I think we have a lot of fans of um, cleaned up and upstairs yet. So uh, I will show that to you guys next week, the week after, because I love to show off, off these halls. And there are some really, really cool vintage pieces that we got. Maybe we can uh, talk Michelle into coming on and showing off some of hers too. I think she might be on vacation that week. All right. Like Lori is this week. I'm so excited for you. What's your favorite thing you've done on vacation thus far, Lori? <laughs> Oh, I didn't know this. All right, let's see. Uh, Becky says, old pantyhose boxes have fantastic graphics that are collectible. Huh. All right. Well, I did not know that. Maybe I'll be one day rescuing uh, pantyhose graphics out of that free bin. I'm not sure. <laughs> I always learn something from you guys. That's awesome. Awesome. And speaking of learning from our community, I am going to a meetup today down in King of Prussia with some of my fellow resellers. Uh, a lot of sellers, they do a lot of Amazon. I'm kind of like the token eBay person that goes, um, but we get to meet, I get to meet up with some of them and some of them are actually consigners. So you've actually bought some of your fellow reseller stuff through Conchi Consignment. Uh, we have a lot of fun, just a small group of really amazing people. And it's always fun to hang out with people that do what you do and don't get sick of you talking about it and uh, share ideas. I always come back with some really good ideas. So stay tuned for that. I'm really, really excited about that. Or if you are in the area and thinking about reselling or just interested well, thinking about reselling a reseller in any aspect, uh, come meet up with us in King of Prussia. So uh, you can just send me a message and I will send you the link for the group and come hang out with us. We meet at the Wegmans Cafe in King of Prussia monthly. It's really fun. It is um, organized by a woman named Vicky and she's, she's great. She does a great job. And you know, the food at Wegmans is really good. So yeah, we have a little snack. We chat a little bit. I love Wegmans. Okay. So I'm, I'm just going to go off on a little tangent here. So I actually worked at Wegmans while I was in college, uh, in the, the one in the Scranton area, um, in the early nineties, I worked in the produce department. I was the only woman in the produce department. It was all men. 
And I didn't know that was like a male dominated thing, but uh, it was a wonderful, I have to say to date, it was the nicest place I've ever worked. That was the most respectful of their employees, of their customers, of truly like walked the walk. Uh, they were great. And my sister worked in the bakery, um, which was right next to the produce department. We often didn't have the same hours, but that was kind of fun. Uh, they always paid a dollar extra an hour when you worked on Sundays. I don't know if I have no idea if they still do that, um, but I loved working there and I hope it is the same for their employees today uh, as it was back in the early 90s because it was it was, it was really great. And I love to be able to go to places and shop at places that treat their employees so well and in such a respectful manner. So um, hopefully that's still, I don't know anybody right now that works at Wegmans, but uh, if anybody out there does, let me know and let me know how it is. I won't necessarily broadcast that if you don't want me to, but yeah. Um, okay. So I'm going to wrap this up in just a minute, but I want to talk a little bit about watches today. All right. So I've been saying uh, for a couple weeks, I think about two months ago, we got a large uh, watch consignment in and it was all sorts of watches, predominantly men's watches, wristwatches, mechanical, automatic. And it was a lot of work uh, because the, the consigner had shopped at many different uh, locations had done auctions. So a lot of stuff needed to be authenticated. I knew nothing about watches. And right now, just to get them listed and sold, I scratched the surface. Of course, I had to authenticate some, um, had to go through a lot, but I've never been a watch person. So it was really like starting from scratch for me. And it was so fun. And I was just so thankful that they entrusted me with these items because I loved everything about learning about watches. And I'm going to share a little bit of that with you guys today. So um, I didn't what and things I didn't know, like we all know, like wristwatches, um, it wasn't really popular for men until like the 1950s. So, um, watches date back to like the 14th century, believe it or not. That's crazy. Um, first was the first pocket watch was produced in the late 1500s and like the earliest clocks, they only had an hour hand and these were just very primitive. And some of them were actually very ornate from the 1500s, um, and in the late 1880s, when wristwatches became popular, it was primarily wealthy women who wore them. That I also didn't know. I thought it was always more of like a men's thing, but it was predominantly wealthy women that wore these, these wristwatches. And that was surprising to me. Um, it, then in, the, in World War I is really when watches took off. It, um, like military wristwatches, and they were used a lot in battle. And, you know, in the, in the 1950s, there was lots of pictures and promotion of soldiers wearing wristwatches. It may be even a little before the, before the fifties of soldiers wearing wristwatches. And then they really just became you know, more and more popular 
And, you know, here we are today, we have smartwatches, we have Apple Watch, you know, the Apple Watches, which I think I want one of those. I've been holding off. I don't know. Um, everybody that has them says they love them. You know a lot of people use them to track their heart rate and stuff like that. So watches look a lot different. And I've never like with phones now, I don't really need, see a need for, for personally, uh, for watches. So I was surprised at, we have a few left of the massive collection we had. And I'll, I'll show you guys a couple of those, but how many people are just into it? And I can see why, because it's just the history and the mechanics and everything of these watches is so fascinating. All right. So I got this big consignment of the wristwatches, right? So I had, you know, certain ones I was able to authenticate, you know, decided they were manual, mechanical, you know, check to make sure they, they worked. And there was, there were, let's say I had some Invicta ones, which kind of lost their value. I mean, they, they were really, really high ends, but here's one. Um, but they became more mass produced and uh, not as considered as high end. I can't speak to the quality of them. Uh, most of them we had sold already. And I had two Omega watches, which is, you know, definitely a sought after brand. So I brought them into the jewelers because I needed the, the case on the back taken off. And I just really didn't want to do any damage uh, to them. So I took them into the jeweler to authenticate uh, the, and it turned out one was, one was real. It was a 1970s Omega. And it was, was it 14 carat or 12 carat? I, I'd have to look it up. I can't remember. 12 carat. So that was really cool. That sold to a collector out in California. Uh, this one here I'm showing you was actually, we thought it was an authentic Omega. It's rose gold color, rose gold colored stainless steel. It had some of the markings, but I could not just get this authenticated. It is absolutely beautiful. It works beautifully. However, when we took, it's a chronograph, when we took the back off, we were able to take photographs and it is absolutely not the real deal. All right. So this is a knockoff, which of course we will never sell knockoffs. Um, but we had to actually take it to the jeweler. He had to take the back off. Um, and that's the way we need it to authenticate it. So uh, if you are a watch person and or a reseller even, you can always take things. I always recommend taking um, watches to uh, a jeweler or somebody that specializes in that. Because if you're uh, authenticating, even um, I'm going to use Rolex as an example. If you have a Rolex and you need it authenticated, there's so many knockoffs up there and there's really, really good ones. So you have to take it to somebody that can really uh, delve in and authenticate that. So <laughs> story. We were actually at an auction, my son and I, I guess it was about two, two and a half years ago now. And they had these really high end watches and they were selling them and they had put them through like some crude authentication and they 
seemed real and they ended up selling, I don't know, a couple of them. And one of them turned out to be uh, inauthentic when they took it and got the additional authentication done and had it taken apart and looked for the markings where there needed to be markings. And uh, well, they did rescind that sale and everything was fine. So they didn't actually sell it, but it did uh, go up at auction and it was not authentic. And these are professionals that that have looked at this. So it wasn't until it was taken apart uh, and really looked at in detail that they figured that out. So um, any watch people just be careful out there. If you're getting into collecting watches, um, please, please be careful. Uh, know who you're buying from. Uh, make sure it's been authenticated. So. Yeah, so I am actually going to go over onto our app. Um, I don't know, probably in about 10 minutes, um, Facebook and Instagram. And I'm going to show off some of these fun watches uh, that we still have left from this large lot. And maybe I'll even throw in a sale code. Woo! Yeah, for some of the ones we have left that have been authenticated, we have some fun. I have a Flint uh, skeleton watch which I didn't know what a skeleton watch was. I finally found out through all my research. It is where you can, I mean, it seems like it should be obvious, but you can see the movement, like even the back is open. You can see all the gears and all the movement uh, through the face and or through the back of the watch. And that is a skeleton watch. And some of the ones that uh, don't work um, you will see a lot of people purchasing them, looking at them for the right price, doing all these steampunk designs. And so even if you have a watch that's not working, you can sell it for salvage if it's a cool one, uh, because there are people that are doing different things and they don't need or want a working watch. So sometimes they have all these cool parts and pieces that can be repurposed for something else. So uh, we've done that with some of our salvage watches and it's always surprising. Um, some of you out there that are working on these cool upcycling projects and taking pieces of watches and making something else and being all steampunk, love it. <laughs> All right. Well, I think I covered everything that went on at Conchi Consignment this week. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you guys for a great week. Uh, next week, we will have Sherry on our live YouTube talking about um, For Fox Sake and uh, Parkinson's research and yeah, so join us live for that or catch the podcast after the fact because it's really going to be uh, It'll be the kickoff to a very uh, fun, interesting week that will allow you all to, to give back and spread the word about this amazing um, initiative. So hope everybody has a great week. So until next week, bye.